Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Religious Viewpoint Case was decades in the making and will have decades of impact. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, one year ago, on January 18 in 2022, I presented oral argument before the United States Supreme Court in the case of Shirtliff versus City of Boston. And then on May the 2nd, 2022, the court issued a 9-0 decision Citing with us, Holly, in this case, 9-0, it's very unusual to get a 9-0 decision, very, very unusual to get one in a case involving religious free speech or free exercise of religion. In this case, not only was a 9-0 decision in our favor, but it also laid the groundwork for overturning a 51-year-old precedent called Lemon versus Kurtzman. Yeah, I must say that was an exciting day, Matt, on January 18th, and to be able to hear live your argument and of course it's still on our website if anyone wants to listen and then how cold it was afterwards and we were all so excited because we really felt good after listening to the the various justices including those on the left side traditionally their questions were very insightful and bottom line asking why hasn't this been settled yeah justice Breyer during my argument said why has this case not settled and, and we're like, yeah, that's what we want to know too. And yeah, and <laughs> After I said, four, well, you know, we thought time to the court. <laughs> we thought that this would have been a straightforward case um, because it was obviously viewpoint censorship, right? But they didn't settle it, and Justice Kagan said, yes, I'm going to ask that same question to the opposing counsel representing the city of Boston when their turn comes up, and in fact, she did ask that question right. as well, and we lost previously four times at the the lower courts so we kept asking the same question why yeah. isn't this been settled this seems like a done deal well we lost uh, originally at the district court with a single judge and then mm -hmm. three judges at the court of appeals then went back and did more discovery thought that that would solve any of their questions but no lost again and then went to the court of appeals with the same panel mm -hmm. and lost again very very disturbing that they could not get this. But I think what was the issue for them is they kept focusing on the fact that this is a Christian flag being raised in front of the seat of government at the city plaza in Boston, and therefore it would be an establishment of religion under the 1971 Lemon versus Kurtzman test, or the Lemon test as it's been referred to. But they had never discriminated against another flag previously after, what, 284 raisings? Yeah, 284 uh, applications, all approved for the previous 12 years. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, the first denial was this case here. And the amazing thing is this, is as much as some uh, people got hung up on the fact that this was a Christian flag that people would walk by and they would look up and right there beside the United States flag and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts flag, where the city flag would be, now you have the Christian flag. And so the bystander would walk by and they would say, oh, it must be that Boston is now endorsing Christianity. It's put it right up there with the other flags. But that flagpole, 
Boston had created as a public forum. So that flagpole had a wide variety of flags that would fly there. The LGBTQ flag, the pride flag, the transgender flag, all kinds of flags, pro-communist China flag, anti-communist China flag. Some of those would fly right after one another. Different private groups would have a pro-Mao communist China flag for the current regime of communist China. And another group would have a flag that would fly that was in opposition to the Mao revolution and the communist China going back to pre-Mao revolution. So they had different viewpoints going back and forth. The bystander, you know, we would ask the question, well, obviously uh, Boston is not speaking in two different versions, pro-communist China, anti-communist China. It, it is a private message on a public forum. But the lower court judges got hung up on the idea of they wanted to censor Christianity. They wanted to censor religion, religious viewpoints. And they used this 1971 case, Lemon, which had been malleable to the point where justices could use it however they wanted to, depending upon their individual predilection. But, you know, I would encourage those justices to pull out the history books regarding America's foundation, especially regarding Boston and our founders, John Adams. It has a strong Judeo-Christian foundation in Boston. Well, that's what Hal Shirtliff, the founder of Camp Constitution, wanted to do, is to celebrate the Judeo-Christian heritage and history of Boston. This is the place of... Right. The Boston Tea Party called the Cradle of Liberty. This is the state, this is the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the home of John Adams, our first vice president, second president, John Quincy Adams. Right, and September 17th, which is the signing of the Constitution, right. Citizenship Day. Right, and so September 17th is a federally recognized day to celebrate the Constitution and Citizenship Day. So that was the day the Constitution was signed, and that's why it's September 17th. So he wanted to celebrate the Constitution and particularly focus on the Judeo-Christian heritage and history of the Constitution of Boston, the Commonwealth. And you can't get more Judeo-Christian in its history and heritage than Massachusetts with the Adams family and so many others that were there from the early founding era. But that, bo that word Christian triggered that Boston official, and he's like, oh, no, we can't have that. The amazing thing is is that the city of Boston did not run or try to hide, uh, to some extent, its reason. Uh, they were staunch, and they said, well, it was the application that it was referred to, the flag, on the application as a Christian flag, and if that Hal Shirtliff had referred to it as anything other than Christian, the Camp Constitution flag or anything else, then it would be okay. So the flag itself could either be flown or not flown, same exact flag, no modification of the flag, depending on how the applicant, in this case Hal Shirtliff, viewed it. And the viewpoint was expressed on the application, not in the flag itself. So the flag, if he viewed it as secular, it would have been permissible. If he viewed it as Christian, as a Christian flag, it was banned. Hmm. And in fact, when I had pointed out, and the Supreme Court actually pointed this out in its opinion, that they had allowed the Bunker Hill flag to fly because the city took the position that that was secular, even though if you put the two flags together, you would have a virtual match except for the color scheme, and the Bunker Hill flag has an addition of the pine tree as a symbol of liberty. But other than that, they're the same flags. 
One was allowed because it was viewed as secular, the Bunker Hill flag. One was banned, the Christian flag, because it was viewed by the applicant as religious or specifically Christian. And of course, on May 2nd of last year, we celebrated the high, cool, the high court ruled 9-0 to zero in our favor regarding this case. And, but it's, you know, it's having an impact, as you said earlier, on various flag policies that are happening around the nation, as well as, you know, someone wants to have a uh, read a Christian book or have a Bible study in a public library in a public forum. Absolutely. It strengthened that right for everyone to have that free speech of religious viewpoint. Justice Gorsuch joined in a concurrence opinion with Justice Thomas and stated it's time to let lemon lie in the grave. He said, how did the city of Boston get it so wrong? Well, it's partly our fault because of this lemon test. It goes back to 1971. Then he compared lemon to this. He says, under lemon, uh, ultimately, Lemon devolved into a kind of children's game. Start with a Christmas scene, a menorah, or a flag. Then pick your own reasonable observer avatar. In this game, the avatar's default settings are lazy, uninformed about history, and not particularly inclined to legal research. His default mood is irritable. To play, expose your avatar to the display and ask for his reaction. How does he feel about it? Mind you, don't ask him whether the proposed display actually amounts to an establishment of religion. Just ask him if he feels it endorses religion. If so, game over, Gorsuch wrote. That's a classic. Of course, that was a classic (laughs) sarcasm against this case. Now that Lemon is gone, amazingly, we have freedom to Mm -hmm. have nativity scenes, Ten Commandments, all of these things that had been challenged Nativity scenes, Ten Commandments, In God We Trust, One Nation, Under God, Prayer Before Mm -hmm. School at the beginning of the school day. They were all challenged under the 1971 Lemon Test. That's gone. Cross, the peace cross, that was challenged under Lemon. It's gone. We have a new day. So this is an incredible case, decades in the making, but it'll have generational impact. Thank you for your prayers. You can go to lc.org forward slash flag to learn more about this case, lc.org forward slash flag. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776.